world's on fire, our culture's disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, good morning, 11-27-2023 show. 2029, if my numbers are, are correct. Thanks for joining us here this morning. Uh, man, I've had a... Our furnace isn't working, still isn't working. It's freezing in our house. Now, my wife's sitting up by the fireplace. She's keeping warm. My internet was down. I normally have... A, I, got a, I used to have about an hour to get up in the morning and drink some coffee and uh, do some praying and get prepared for the show. My internet wouldn't come on. I didn't have that hour to get uh, get together and do that. Coming off a big weekend where I had my uh, 44th wedding anniversary, my 71st birthday party, grandkids everywhere. It's all good. And uh, look, I feel really, really badly this morning. I, I mean this really deeply. For those of you who really have not experienced the joy of, of grandbabies, our house was full of them, 10 of them. Reese is the oldest. She just turned 13. But after Reese, there's about a five-year gap, four-year gap maybe, and nine to, nine to, wow. And I just sat around and said, you know, next year at this time, they won't be like this. They won't be young like this. And 10 years from now, if I'm even around, they won't be little like this anymore. And it just helps me always understand, <clears throat> excuse me, the, uh, the thing, this experiment continues on. Thought about my dad and my mom and their last days. Did I appreciate their wisdom and everything that they'd been through? And what did they think when they saw my grandchildren and all that kind of stuff? And the Bible tells us in Psalm 78 that if we don't teach our values to the next generation, we're going to, we're going to lose it. We're in the midst of it, aren't we? We're in the midst of it. In fact, it tells us, <clears throat> excuse me, pardon me, tells us this. I don't know, but somebody could probably find it out. If you, if, if you continue to teach Christian values to your children, you make them a snare. Somebody can find that. Maybe Myra can dig that out. You make them a snare. You make your children a snare. In other words, if we do not stand up and push back and fight now while we can, we are setting our children up. Not a snare, Myra, a prey. We make our children a prey. If we continue to train our children in the ways of the Lord, and the world gets darker and darker and darker, we are setting up our children to be a prey, to be persecuted. Do we understand that, friends? Do we really understand that? As long as it's okay in my day, as long as there's as as peace in my time, right? <clears throat> I, I sat around last night in amazement. Look at those little monkeys. I call them little monkeys, my little grandbabies. What a joy. They all live here, you know. they top of the hill over there. They're all, they're all around me. And... Uh, just kind of ruminating. And wherefore hath the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be a prey? 
Wow, Numbers 14. It says this someplace else as well. And I want you to think about that. If you are, if you're training your children in Christianity, are you training them to be a prey? Hey, down at St. Clairsville tonight, Betty's uh, Betty's crew down there, Dr. Frank, for those of you who maybe an hour away, Dr. Frank is making a presentation down there tonight again. And that was one of the, what he did on our show is unbelievable. I got more, I got more, uh, yeah, thanks Kelly, happy birthday. I got more, uh, got a lot of response from Dr. Frank. I mean, it's, isn't it amazing, friends, how the media doesn't tell us the truth, this whole uh, media complex. They lied to us about J6, what really happened to J6. They lied to us about so many stuff. In fact, I got a bunch of lies I could share here today that, uh, we got to stand up. We have to push back. We we just have to. We just can't let this stuff continue on. So Betty's having Doc, Betty's not, but her group's having Doctor Frank down there on on tonight at six thirty in the mall. Is that right, Betty? Six thirty in the mall. And yes, sir. Little slow on my phone. Yes, if you need sir. more information, I'd like to hear Doctor Frank again. Get a hold of me, and I'll get you the information. Jeff Klein's got his hand up. Must be an announcement. Go ahead, Jeff. Tomorrow night, Tom Dunn in the garage here in Mount Vernon, Church in the Garage. All right, six, that starts, starts at what time? Six o'clock. Six o'clock, Church in the Garage tomorrow night with Tom Dunn. Um, hey, Randy, are you out there, Randy? Randy, I, I called on Randy the other day, and he must have been sleeping in, maybe sleeping yeah. in again. Yeah, Coach. Hey, Randy, tell, uh, tell everybody. <clears throat> let, let me pause just a second. I'm going to an event down in uh, – in Florida this this next weekend, I'm part of. I tried to find out, see if you can pull this up, Johnny. I tried all morning to get it to come up, and I couldn't. Mary Crowley, M E R I C R O W L E Y, MaryCrowley.com. M E, that's it, Mary Crowley. And I couldn't get her website to come up. I'm 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 heading to Florida for this weekend to an event. There it is, cool, right there. Aurora, open to the heavens. Let God arise, right? To click on that, Johnny. Those of you who are down that area. I'm going to be down there uh, this weekend, part of part of this event, and um, I'm done. Can I say this? There's nobody that does what we do. There's nobody that does what we do. I want to thank Sheila Holm because she opened the door for me to get in there and speak to this group. It's all weekend, and if some of you can get down there, love to see. If not, I you know just make, making you aware of it. Uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say this. There's nobody that does what we do. There is nobody that does what we do. And I don't know the people are going to speak. God bless them. They'll all do a great job, and they're all really, really good, and it's going to be good to be part of it. But what I hope is when we leave there, we have a game plan. We have a game plan. And part of what I see going on in culture and society is you are we, are, we have become so heavenly conscious that we're no earthly good. In other words, we're so we're so... End times, yada yada yada, all that, all that stuff. That the opportunity that we have right now to make a difference, we're just we're just missing. We're just missing. Amen. And I can't do anything about. It. See, I know I make some of you mad when I talk about when I somebody sent me an email said you're always banging on the rapture. I'm not banging on the rapture. I'm not banging. On, I'm trying to get. You. See, look, if you think there's a soon coming rapture, then how can you? Why are you saving money? Why do you have a big bank account? Why aren't you going out giving every cent you have there? Why don't you sell everything and go give it to everybody because you're not going to need it? See, your behavior does not match your belief, in my opinion. It doesn't. It doesn't. Can I tell you why my behavior matches my belief? 
because I'm working while the sun shines because the day comes when you're not going to be able to work. Do I have money? Yeah, I, I saved some money. We got some money. Do I have a car? Yeah, I got a car. Why? Because I'm going to take it to go out and try to make a difference in the culture now. If you're just sitting around waiting for the rapture, sell your car. Give me your car. Give me all your money. We'll do, we'll do stuff with it. It's a mentality, friends. It's a mentality. And unfortunately, it makes you guys mad when I talk about that. We, we are losing this battle simply because we will not engage in this battle. We won't engage in it for whatever reason. I don't know why. There's far more of us than there are of them. I'm going to get to that in a second. I hadn't planned on doing this. But I planned on calling Randy in because, once again, Randy went out and staked something this last week. He didn't just sit around and whine and moan and groan about Donald Trump and Joe Biden and the government taxation and inflation. He did. Randy just didn't continue to repeat the obvious. It's like when I'm watching the I'm watching the freaking Buckeyes get beat. I said, "Listen, can can you ever run a trick play? Do you ever run a trick play just once? Run a trick play, Ohio State? You can't. They can't. It's not even in their mode of thinking. Not even in their mode of thinking. Why? Because they're holding up that chart. They're holding up that chart that tells them what they got to do on third and eight against this look, right? So that there's no imagination and no ingenuity that goes into a football game anymore, and there isn't in the church either. None in the church." So I just wanted to highlight and salute Randy again. What'd you do, Randy? Was it was the last week you guys out there that going? You didn't just sit around. You actually got them did something. Well, we're good. we hit two court, uh, county courthouses on Saturday, Coach. Um, that's our plan now. Is every weekend we're going to do at least two, and maybe even some during the week. Because I mean, a lot of us are retired. I'm not retired, but some of these guys are, and they're they're it's they're gung ho, Coach. They're all in on what we're doing, and I'm telling you, it's powerful. Um, we're declaring, we're doing declarations, we're doing the, the decrees, and we're doing the spiritual warfare. And I mean, we it takes about an hour. We, we do a Jericho march. Um, we do stones, coach. We anoint stones and we put them around the building. It's you name it. Uh, we do it probably. But, but coach, it's um, so, something's happening. I mean, I know that it's, it's slow to get started and everybody's busy, but. Once you make this priority, it's just like if, you, if you're if you a church-going person on Sunday, you get up and you get around and you just do everything to go to the, to the building and go to church, you call it. Well, we're basically, this is church, coach. This is, then, we are, we are um, purposely setting aside time ahead of time to do this, you know, and I, you know, I love football. Hey, I'd be like to be sitting at home watching the Ohio State-Michigan game too, Coach. But I gave up that time to do this. And, you know, I mean, it took a half a day maybe, but it was great fellowship. It's it's just something that God is doing that he just wants some boots on the ground. I'm telling you, Coach, this is going to get big. It's little. It's really small now. But this, when people realize they can do this and affect the darkness in their county, and and push it back and even and even get get it gone. They're going to start doing this stuff, Coach. Amen. And Randy. And it's not hard. I'm doing videos. I'm trying to get this out there. Um, I'm going to reach out to, to Gene Schroeder out in Western Oklahoma, and I think Gene something that he would love to do and could do and get a few guys to help him. And I think this is just getting ready to be a, a, a fireball, Coach. I really. John, pull up Joshua one. Pull up Joshua one. And Randy, here's the thing. For, hey, friends, look, friends, are you looking at me? This isn't. This is so easy to do. This is so easy to do. You can get a group of four people, five people. 
and you could go stake your city limits. You could go stake your courthouse. You could go stake your church. You could go, I mean, by staking, I say, what do you, Randy, explain to everybody, although, because we got a lot of new, new listeners, Randy. Uh, what do you mean by staking? Hang on a minute. Hang on. Okay, folks, I got Joshua one up on the screen. I hope you can all see the screen. I don't know what's going on here with, with Mr. Google. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, saying, Moses is dead, dude. Ronald Reagan's dead. He's dead. So now it's your turn. You get up and go over the Jordan. You and take some folk with you unto the land which I'm going to give you, even to the children of Israel. And every place that you place the sole of your feet, by the way, <clears throat> every place you put the sole of your feet shall tread upon, I've given it unto you. Huh? Yeah, there shall not be any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Scroll down, John. As I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. I'm not going to fail you. I'm not going to forsake you. Was he with Moses? By the way, was he with Moses? And if he says he's with Moses, he's going to be with us. Oh, say, Coach, that was Old Testament. That was Old Testament, Coach. Jesus doing a new thing. Okay, he is doing. But if he was with Moses, he changes not. If he was with Moses and he said he's with Moses, he says he's going to be with you, then he's going to be with you. Why? Because God is not a man, he should lie. But he said, uh, be strong and of good courage. What? Be strong and be of good courage. Wow. Really? For unto this people shall you divide for an inheritance of the land which I swore unto their fathers to give them. See, God's just keeping his word. He's just keeping his word, his promise, right? The kingdom is everlasting. Go into all the world. Teach them to serve all I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Why, why can't we in our minds understand what he's telling us? Occupy till I come. Right? Oh, come on now. I'm going to get into that, I think. Only be strong, very courageous. Don't, don't be afraid of them, man. They're going to laugh at you. They're going to make fun of you. No, no, don't you worry about all that. And it goes on and on and on and on. And he says, you go and you stop being afraid and you go. You're afraid, go. You're afraid, go. You're afraid, go. You're afraid, go. Don't be afraid, go. Why? I'm with you. Don't be afraid, go. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over. No. And nobody goes. Put a challenge out there to every pastor listening, and even those who don't let us know they're listening. You have your congregation staking? You have your, do you have your congregation going out and reclaiming territory? Right where your church is? Right in your neighborhood? Right in that area where you'd like to see more people come to your church? Are you out there staking it? Are you claiming that territory for Christ? Are you calling them in? Well, no. Why would you do that? Well, the end time's coming, Coach. It's the end times. I'm sorry I'm so sarcastic. I just, I'm just so fed up of it. I'm just so fed up with it. So, Coach. Yeah. So, Coach. This is this is the prep. You're, you're giving us the prep here, okay? But then they went on and started taking the land. How did it look, Coach? I mean, yeah, they had battles and stuff. But when they came to Jericho, it was a city. It was a walled city that was so humongous that they, there's no way they had any ability to take it down. They would have had to just wait them out and starve them out or whatever. But God said, no, you're going to take it down. Well, he gave them a template, and coach, we are looking at these institutions of law. 
these county courthouses, that is the institution of that county that represents the law. The government, everything. The government, right? The government. And coach, so we look at it as a as a Jericho, and we're using the very same template God did in the in the in those days to take down that 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 stronghold. And and these institutions, coach, they are strongholds. They're, they're corrupt. They're they're full of, uh, of bribery. They're full of uh, all kinds of criminal action. And there's no justice and righteousness. You have a system of Babylon that is in control. Okay, coach, what we're doing is we are speaking God's word, specific word to those those strongholds, to that to that Jericho. And then, coach, we're we're doing laps around it. We're putting stones on the ground, and you can do stakes, however, whatever makes you, whatever works for you. But we are doing an action with the Holy Spirit. He's there leading. We are following. And and coach, I'm telling you, we leave there and I'm telling you, we look each other in the eye and we go, God's doing something. He's going to take down this evil and replace it with justice and righteousness. So coach, we have to see it coming forward. We have to have faith in what we're doing and see the value in it or we won't do it. So, so I, Randy, I see the value in it, coach. So Randy, if the, if the, if I have to go to the courthouse and file paperwork to claim ownership of a piece of property, that's because the government has authority, doesn't it? Well, can I go and take authority at the courthouse over the government? That's the question we have to ask ourselves. And see, the American Christians have been convinced that we have no power over the government. But we know in Psalm 2, it tells us what? That the kings of this earth have set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. And from that point on, we are to go pull their power down. And we don't do it. We don't do it. Because we've been convinced there's a separation between the church and the state and your religion and morality don't mix and religion. Right? Anybody amen in me out there? Uh, y'all for quiet out there, you bunch of Amen. Amen. This drives me every day. Every day. I am so sick. Me personally. I am so sick of going to church and worshiping the Lord and doing nothing outside that bill. I'm so sick. I'm sick of it. I'm just so sick of it. We, 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 uh, we are in, dare I say it, a survival mode within the church. We come in the church and we sit in there and we do everything we can and encourage ourselves to just survive, just survive. Oh, if we can just hang in there just a little bit longer, we'll be out of here. I'm just, I'm just telling you what, a, what an attitude that is. And the church is supposed to be the training ground where soldiers are uh, raised up to go impact the culture. And are we doing that? No, we're not doing that. How do we know if it'll work or not? We don't even do it. I'm not mad. It just seems like it. Shame on us. Shame on us. We're going to stand on the other side whenever that moment is. And I stand before the Lord. I believe he's going to unveil and I'm going to see what I could have done. I'm talking about me now, just me individually. The things that I didn't do because I was fearful. I didn't think I had enough money or people weren't with me. 
of the souls, soul winners out there, of the souls that could have been saved if I'd have freaking just spoke up. If I'd have just gone to a school board meeting and say, no, you're not teaching that crap to kids. I've just done that. That's what, that's what, have not I commanded thee, be strong or good courage, be not afraid, neither be dismayed. Why? The Lord's with you, man. He's right there, dude. He's going there with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Thanks, Randy. Thanks for what you're doing. And I'm just trying to encourage all of you. Just, just start. Just start. Just start. Hey, Pastor, uh, Pastor Clint, somebody help me out here. Yeah. Pastor Clint, did those guide stones come down, dude? When we showed up out of nowhere, I don't know how long those guide stones have been up there since like 1980, and everybody talked about the guide stones, and a little band of people showed up, and we prayer walked, and we staked, and we put rocks, and we declared, hey, Clint, is that is that thing still standing? That's, that's the truth. They came down. They came down. What? Oh, it was a coincidence. Well, good. Let's go create some more coincidences then. Let's give the Lord an opportunity to do some more coincidences. I'm with you, Coach. I know, man. We got to go. We're, we're we're going to be doing that at our church now. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 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 Hey. How about every Sunday, pastors out there, if you have Sunday morning? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, look, I thank God for our pastors. Pastors, you're our last hope, brothers. You're our last hope. And I think you ought to preach to your people on Sunday and take them out and stake on Sunday night. That's what I think. I think you ought to do that every Sunday. Hmm? Oh yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're st- oh okay. I'll get off of it. Get off of it. Look, I, you guys out there, I'm, I'm really patting you on the back. You guys out there are doing some unbelievable things. Some of you are doing some unbelievable things. You've exceeded. <laughs> you're doing great stuff. Jeff Klein never freaking quits. Craig Mickles always sending me a post of something they're doing. Randy's always doing something. On and on. I could, I could, now I may say, well, he forgot me. I'm sorry. Come on, man. That's what makes us unique. Nobody does this. Come on, Craig. Well, there's the dovetails with what's going on. And well, hang on a minute. Oh, Craig, what's your website? What's your website? Uh, saving God's Children. Saving God's Children. These things, huh? Can't, I can't even keep up with Craig. Can't even keep up with saving God's children. Saving God's children. How many of you out there are latched in helping Craig? You're the watchman on the wall, saving God's children. Anybody out there helping him? No, no. Craig's crazy. Craig's crazy. Go ahead, Craig. But anyways, um, you know, God woke me up at 3.30, and I had to do some painting, so I, I love listening to other people, and he was talking about the fourth watch and 3.30, and he says, you better get up, and you better just, if God tells you to go to the computer and do what you do. So I did. And the uh, Lord really put on me about this meeting that's going to happen starting this Thursday between uh, the top 28, which is the uh, uh, countries of parties, which is Bill Gates is going to be there. Pope Francis is going to be there. And King the Charles is going to be there, right, Craig? The devil's going to be there in charge of the meeting. Well, this is uh, this is 
well, the Lord's put on my heart. Anyways, I wrote a prayer. Well, Mel's working with me. Uh, Ohio bread, if you're out there, uh, call intercessors of a prayer because I'm getting ready to drive an hour and go knock on their door because I already wrote the prayer up. I'm working with Mel on the action. But here's what I want to talk Boom. about here, Coach, is, you know what, we ask about the Macy's Day Parade. And sometimes we, we're looking for, okay, I want an earthquake and, you know, Fifth Avenue to open up. But guess what happened? They had Palestinian protesters interrupt it. They had a two-second delay at NBC that their screen went blank when Cher, she was doing the final closing of it. And then guess what? Cher was singing and she had this little light coat on. She moves the mic away to take her coat off and the music keeps playing. And guess what? Her fans called her out for lip singing. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I, I look at those as just like kind of funny. And it's <laughs> kind of interesting. Last year, Mel helped me with COP27. And guess what? They had sewage backups in the street. They had confusion because their signage was wrong and they didn't come up with any unified plan last November. So anyways, yeah. we're going to be praying against that. But here's what I want to talk into this and, and, and just speak into people's hearts. Back in June 12th in 1987, uh, and this is actually posted by Intercessor Prayers of America, uh, Ronald Reagan went to the uh, Berlin Wall and says, tear down that wall. Well, there was this uh, German pastor, okay, and he went and he was praying with his organization, his church, for almost two years. Nothing happened. But on June, on October 9th, 1989, which happened to be the end of Tabernacles for that year, the Hebrew calendar that year, okay, Pastor Fur convened the meeting as usual, but this time he sensed the Lord desired that they do something different that week as they prayed. Candles were handed out to the attendees with instructions that they should light their candles, leave the church building, and march peacefully to the center of the city. The German, the GDR, which was the East German Army at that time, meanwhile, hearing that a prayer walk was being organized, mobilized troops and even tanks to line the street leading from the church to the city center, knowing that they could suffer loss of their jobs, even their lives. Some 2000 intercessors courageously emerged from the church, willing to accept any consequences. They were greatly surprised to see that 100,000 candle-carrying Germans had come out to support their prayer march. Together they walked despite the GDR troops who lined the streets, armed with machine guns and backed by Russian tanks. Never before had the GDR leadership allowed this kind of defiance. Previously, the troops would have shot any demonstrators. What happened next is unexplainable in human terms. The demonstrators bravely approached the soldiers, who were also fellow Germans, offered them lighted candles. Miraculously, the soldiers began putting down their weapons to receive the candles. Soon, all the soldiers had lowered their guns and joined the protesters. The Russian tanks backed up and returned to their barracks. This prayerful demonstration broke the power of communist Russia. It became clear that the Honecker's dictatorship, and that was the leader of Germany at the time, would not continue. The following week, Honecker resigned. Kind of sounds like Bill Barr. One month later, the Berlin Wall came down. 30 days later after this event happened, in the weeks following Honecker's resignation and after Gorbachev began tearing down the wall, the disgraced German, the GDR leader, okay, the East German uh, leadership publicly admitted this. We were ready for anything except candles and prayer. That's a powerful statement. Folks, we, we, we are so, we don't believe in the supernatural at all. We really, come on. 
We don't believe it. The supernatural has left the building. I'm not talking about talking in tongues and dancing around with flags. I'm talking about a group of people where the Bible says, wherever two or more are gathered, I'm in the midst. If two or more agree as to touching any one thing, it, it's done. We don't, we have no, we have no faith. Can I tell you why we have no faith? Because we are already convinced it's too late. It's over. We're out of here soon. Coach, can't you read prophecy? Can't you read the Bible? Can't, don't you know we're in the end days? Coach, it's, anybody go to a church like that? Anybody go to a church like that? Hunkered down, hunkering down. Hmm? Not, not trying to take anybody with you, just hunkering down you and yours, big pile of money hidden in your safe, hoping to be raptured. I'm, I'm, I'm hitting it, aren't I? I'm hitting it today. Craig, that was a good one. I'm going to have to listen to that again because my computer shut down the whole time you were talking. So Coach, I put that in the chat, okay? Anybody has a chat can click on that news article from Intercessor uh, Prayers, uh, uh, <laughs> the Intercessors for America. Okay, and it's in yep. the chat. It's it's very powerful, and it it really helps us to understand that we do have authority, and we need to use it. We just need to move when the Holy Spirit says move. Craig, put that back in the chat because when I got shut down, I lost everything. I started over, and I it's not in my chat. So stick it in there again if you will. All right, there it is. Thanks, thanks. Oh my goodness, huh? You know what's going to you know what's going to be that? Somebody said this to me a long time. I'm copying this, copying this link right now. Somebody said this to me a long time, and, uh, and I, I didn't really get it, you know. And they said, you know what the, what's going to be the most common phrase when you get to heaven? When you get first show up in heaven, you know what the first common phrase is going to be? Oh. When our eyes are open to what this whole thing's been about. Oh. Oh. You mean I could have, oh, right? You mean I could have stopped that? You mean, you mean I could have showed up at the school board meeting and I could have brought righteousness back into the schools? You mean I could have stood up and pushed hard and fought hard and clawed and everything I could to get prayer back in the schools? You mean I could have done that? You mean I could have got Bible reason back in the curriculum? I could have got the Ten Commandments posted? I Really? Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. Doggone it. Doggone it. Dave Allison, come on in, or Sherry. Doggone it. Oh. Everyone, um, Coach, you missed a big illustration from Saturday's game. I can't believe you missed it. First of all, they did, they did run a trick play, but more importantly, what you've been pointing at all morning, Guess where their coach was? He was at home drinking coffee, watching the game. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so they were, they were, Coach Michigan's team is more like your team. They ran the trick plays. Even without their coach, they went out there and got on the field and won the game. Okay, how many, hey, how many times have I said that if you're doing a good job as coaching, the head coach can miss the game and you won't miss a beat? Did I say that? Have I said that before? Great illustration, Dave. Yep. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And, and don't, don't, Coach. We haven't forgotten here in Michigan. We were, we were wandering in the wilderness for forty years, so we haven't, we haven't forgotten that. <laughs> I get it. So, no, I get it. Anyway, it was fun having poking a little fun at each other. But anyways, um, it's really interesting. Talk about the Holy Spirit. 
So you mentioned about going to school districts and, uh, you know, Sherry and I and Eileen tonight are going to do exactly that, to ask them to reestablish some Christian values in school. And the second thing was really caught me, and it shows you how the Holy Spirit is working. My grandson had a birthday, and my daughter, who's pretty spiritually alert, guess what the title of her birthday party was? It was Roar. Just like your conference going on down there in Florida. And she had roar in great big letters on the wall, and they had roar on his birthday cake. You know, she want it's time for him to roar. And I, I'm looking at this conference you're going to and see it. So, anyways, praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit's working, he's speaking to us, but don't don't miss that comp, that uh, illustration of how Michigan won the game while the coach was sitting home drinking coffee. <laughs> I, I got, huh? Hang on, I'm sending Jonathan. I'm sending something to you right now because it just just popped up in my head. Come on in, Joe Allen. While, while I'm uh, I'm working on this, go ahead, Joe. You think people's eyes will start awaken? They're worried about the rapture, not their children in school and what they're dealing with. You well, got you the top. Think, you, 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 got the, you got the top top twelve banks about the collapse that's right that's right what's going to happen when they see that happen oh my lord the rapture is happening because i ain't gonna have no money that's get right get prepared get yep. prepared enough said joseph I, one of the things i was going to do this morning i'm not going to get around to it obviously is i was going to talk about uh, dispensationalism armenianism uh, preterism you guys don't even know what they are you don't even know what they are you just believe what your pastor taught you so look uh, the lemon test is dead. Religious freedom is alive. This is old. This this thing is October 22nd. That would be like a month ago, right? Did you guys know that the Supreme Court said uh, there's no separation between church and state? Did you, know, did you know that? Did you know that our Supreme Court just said that? It's a new day for, for religious freedom in America. You want to hear about this on the news? In recent years, the Supreme Court of the United States has become the catalyst for a positive change just 14-month period. After a string of losses to the Supreme Court decisions in 1970, sought to sanitize the public square of our Judeo-Christian values. The decade-long fight swiftly shifted. Huh? Wait a minute. I thought things were only going to get worse. The 1971 Lemon case. Sorry, let's get that off of there, Johnny. High court ruled Rhode Island that supplements salaries of some parochial schools. The Lemon test said if you're a secular building, Secular organization, no religious money can. No, no, I'm sorry. It said if the, if you are a religious organization, no secular money can go to it. That was called the lemon test. Did you know that for almost five decades, activist courts tried to remove the Ten Commandments, crosses, nativity scenes, and other religious symbols and displays from government property? Why? Based on the lemon test. But on May second, 2022, Liberty Council's nine to zero victory at the Supreme Court. In Shirtliff, first city of Boston, involves censorship of Christian viewports regarding the flag, and the High Court unanimously ruled that the citizen city of Boston violated the Constitution by censoring. Slide down, Johnny. By censoring a private, huh? By censoring a private expression. I lost where I was. Uh, uh, anyway, huh? What does that mean? The lemon test is dead. 
The lemon test is dead. The Ten Commandments can go back in the schools. Prayer can go back in the schools. There is no longer a line of separation from church and state. No longer can they say, that's not religious. You, That's religious. You can't bring it in there. Nine, zero. What's been the reaction of the church? See, the church doesn't like this because, wow, you mean things might be getting better? Huh? The Supreme Court ruled you can't kill a baby. There's no right to kill a baby. And the devil went on the offense. And the church didn't even show up to vote. You don't have to say amen. The Supreme Court ruled, hey, you put the Ten Commandments back in there. Hey, a coach can pray before a football game. Hey, a teacher can pray during school. Hey, you can put the Ten Commandments up. The score ruled 9-0. Anybody doing anything about it? Anybody? By the way, did did we stake the Supreme Court? Did we stake the Supreme Court? Wow. I hate when that happens. So they've been lying to us for how long. There is no longer a lemon test, meaning they can't say you can't come in here because that's religious. They can't say that anymore. Nine, zero. Put this in the chat. So it seems to me like the walls have come tumbling down. That wall of separation between the church and state come tumbling down. But most of the church still looking for the escape valve. We got millions. Are you looking at me? We got millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of little souls hanging in the balance. And the church couldn't care less. Amen, coach. And I know, I'm just telling you the truth. Where are these big religious organizations? Where in the hell is the American Baptist, Southern Baptist? They should have jumped on this thing and ridden their horse. Huh? Where are they? Well, it goes against their theology. That's what I think. Man, oh man. I'm telling you, my blood pressure goes about 980. Goes 980. If there is such a thing. 900 over 80. Okay, I'll take that, Lord. 900 over 80. You know why? It's like I'm watching the Buckeyes. And if I'm coaching the Buckeyes, I'd had four more touchdowns. I'm just telling. I'm telling you, I'd had four more touchdowns. And I can't watch. I can't watch the Buckeyes coach, and I can't watch the church. Can't. I can't watch. I can't watch it. Come on in, Brett. Happy birthday, Coach! Excellent. And I want to let everybody in this queue is such an encouragement to me. And you go up and down the people that actually get in the huddle; they are all an encouragement. But Coach. That maize and blue, Coach, you got to practice Monday through Friday. You lead practice in this huddle on your show, Coach Dave Live. There are tens of thousands of people watching on PPN and other venues. I want to challenge all of them. You have family members and teammates that go to church somewhere. They need to be watching CoachDaveLive.com. Share it. God bless you, Coach. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Brett. Hey, when's the last time? Oh, now, come on. Let's all be friends here. Let's all be friends. 
When's the last time in your town, wherever that might be, that you saw a congregation of people out on the streets doing anything other than feeding the homeless or the poor? You ever seen anything prophetic ever from your church? Ever out? Have you ever seen in your town a church out on the streets standing up against wickedness? Never. John will send you $10 if you've seen one. Seen one. Clint Harper, you in here, Clint? I'm here, Coach. Hey, Clint, what happened to your church when you started going out and standing up? <laughs> one thing, it was uh, profound with our kids, how much they uh, – something something is happening with our kids that is unbelievable. And they I don't, don't know – that... They don't know enough to be ashamed, do they, Clint? Yeah, they, uh, they, they love it. And, and I've never – seen anybody else on the street doing what we're doing in our town you ask that question and the answer is never but now we're going to add staking to it amen (laughs) oh my goodness hey listen you guys think i'm crazy if i was coaching ohio state we'd have beat michigan i'm just i'm just telling you we'd have beat michigan why because I'd have gone for the juggler. I wouldn't have laid back and been afraid I was going to make a mistake. Come on in, Roger. Oh, I was just uh, going to respond to Clint and some other things before, but I think we have to be honest about the church situation. And that honesty, I think, is this. They do a pretty good job on mercy ministry. I'd probably give them a B. Uh, they probably do a pretty good job of service ministry, you know, going out into the community and pouring malt down to help the old folks uh, take care of their house. I'd probably give them a B. Yeah. And they probably do a decent job with those in the hospital and funerals. I'd probably give them a good solid B. But it always comes back, Dave, to balance. I would give them pretty much a D minus for anything outside of those areas. Education. That's always been the problem. What would you give them for their their involvement in education, Roger, in the schools? Oh, a a D minus, you know. What about about Um, being involved with the government, Roger? What about being involved with the government, city council? A D D minus. You're generous. You know. You're Um, generous. Well, I may be, yes, but my point is the balance. I think that's where you, we go after, our churches that we may attend is hey these but you are failing the gospel in these other areas and i think pastor clint also highlights what will normally happen some people but they weren't any and there any for any good reason at all in the first place Roger, it says in the scripture that it would be better for you to put a millstone around your neck than to uh, permit one of these little ones who believe in me. To, uh, huh? Look, hey, folks, am I going to stand before the Lord and he's going to say, Coach, you didn't do anything to help those little kids in school that were being taught transgenderism, homeless. You didn't raise a finger, Coach. And uh, uh, even though it's once saved, always saved, Coach. Uh, the, uh, the fearful them believing, Coach, I ain't got to, I'm sorry, dude. Sorry, dude. Sorry, I appreciate a lot of good stuff you did. But when it got down to where the meat grinder was, buddy, you were M-I-A. 
Now, those of you watching me right now, you are MIA too. When is the last time you called your pastor and said, Pastor, we have to go do this. Pastor, we must get involved. When's the last time? And as soon as you start doing that, he'll give you the the left foot of fellowship and kick you out because they don't want to do that stuff. Why? Because it's hard and it's dangerous and it's risky and people will hate you. Which, by the way, is what Jesus promised Roger. Go ahead, Clint. Um, About grading, you know, uh, mercy ministries and things. And I don't think it's that high because what, what churches do, when they do something, they want the world to know it. I mean, they blow it out of proportion. You know, uh, we give somebody a drink of water on the street and they want it on TV. And, you know, they're, they're wanting to show about that because that is all they do. Amen. Amen. I, I lost a pastor friend just last week. Um, I was at a board meeting of which I stepped down and I, I flat asked him, Where's his church at? And uh, he says, well, I, I watch you on Facebook. And I said, yeah, but you ain't never showed up, have you? And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, but but listen, if they serve somebody a Thanksgiving meal, they're going to splash it all over everywhere. Amen, baby. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hey, real real quickly, I'll get you in there, Dave, Jeff, real quick. I forgot this. So, uh, Pull up my website real quick. Folks, uh, you know, I do no advertising here. There's not one commercial here. Not one commercial, right? We don't do any of that stuff. I could. What, this, this, new, this new me, the stuff that I've been telling you I've been drinking, been making me feel good. They have a, they have a special today. Buy one, get one. Buy one, get one. Check it out. Nutriswish.com. I'm just telling you, it's working for me. It's a buy one, get one free. Uh, yes, we get a we get a percentage kickback on yes we do not not a lot but i'm just telling you it makes a difference folks makes a difference the new me guarantee there it is all right cool cool go to our website check it out dave allison come on in hey good morning coach um happy birthday and you know one of the things i wanted to look i know you don't like kudos and all that but i'm gonna thank you for the wisdom that you spoke on um, last week about having ears to hear. And um, wow, the Holy Spirit has just been pouring that all over me personally, yes. But also as we go, that the people that we are going to speak to, they will have ears to hear. And I'll give you a quick example. Saturday at Thanksgiving um, fellowship with our personal family, um, our little twin girl there, Bree Bree, she uh, was laying on the couch and I went over to her and, and she very, she doesn't have a lot to say. So I knew this would, you know, be a little challenge for me, but I, you know, I started talking to her and, you know, I was just kind of touching her hair and, and um, I said, so Bree, what's going on? And she's, oh, I've got a really bad headache. And I said, okay. And so her younger sister, Olivia, she's sitting there with me and consoling her sister, Bree on the couch. And um, anyhow, I said, well, Bree, Bree, can Grand Graham pray with you? You know, let's, let's pray. Let's ask, let's ask the Lord to, you know, touch this headache, get rid of it. So we begin to pray and Olivia's there and, 
And it was the most interesting thing to watch unfold as her little ears opened up to the Holy Spirit's voice yeah. in her. And I'll tell oh, you, we prayed, oh. it, we prayed and she, about three minutes later after, you know, we, we got done. But, okay, what I'm missing is, I, so I get done praying with her and I, I look her in the eyes and she's looking me deep in my eyes with this, just this gushing love. I mean, just coming out of her eyes and I'm looking at her sister, Olivia, and she's doing the same thing. Just a, a love gushing out of her, their eyes. And I was like, oh, praise God. They had ears to hear. And, uh, and anyhow, little Brie, she says, and I says to her, did you feel better, Brianna? Yeah, Graham, Graham, I feel a lot better. And about five minutes later, she got up off the couch and started playing with the other kids. Thank you for letting me share that. But let's have ears to hear. You know, when the Holy Spirit speaks to us and tells us, now speak. And, Amen. you know, and pray that the, the atmosphere that you are going into, they will have ears to hear. Hallelujah. I believe in that, folks. Amen. <laughs> amen. 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 What a time to be alive. Thanks for sharing that, Sherry. Wow. Uh, Myra. Yes, coach. Thank you. Uh, happy birthday to you. And uh, I wanted to say I love you, Sister Mel, for uh, you and Craig putting uh, together all the initiatives all, and, uh, you know, encourage anybody to get these. Uh, also, uh, Sister Sherry, I love your sister and I love your, st uh, your story about Briata. And uh, Coach, you did ask about kids not being a snare. So what I have is Proverbs 29:16-17. When the wicked are multiplied, transgression increaseth, but the righteous shall see their fall. Mm. Correct thy son, and he shall give thee rest. Yeah, he shall give delight unto your, thy soul. For where Hallelujah. there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Wow. Thanks, Myra. You're welcome. Jeff Klein, then Randy. Coach, let's give the church what they deserve on the grade. It's an F. It's an F. It's an Roger's F. Been, Roger's trying to get clients. He's, He's nice. He's nice. So here's what I was thinking about just now. I remember back about 20 years ago or a little more, I don't know, I had a little league baseball team that we put an expansion team on one year because 11 kids were going back to minor league. And I spoke up and said, let's do this expansion team. They looked at me like I was crazy. So then nobody wanted the team. So then I did something crazy. I said, I'll take that team. These kids were pathetic. I mean, they were pathetic. They couldn't Bad play news catch. Bears. Bad news yeah. Bears. They couldn't play catch. Come opening day, I, I opening day, my team had to play Doug Savage, George Curry, and Mike Fuller. The high school baseball coaches had a little league team. We got hammered. Coach Savage asked me, we come out to home plate to meet the umpires. He said, Coach, how are you looking? I said, We ain't even had batting practice. We ain't swung a bat. He said, What? So the first year we went 0 and 19. Didn't let win a game. I mean, these kids were horrible. We got run rolled a lot. So that's what the church is doing. They're getting run rolled. Yeah. And we're just like, okay, game over. Well, these kids, the next year, second year, went won two games out of 19. 
we're still pathetic. We had parents coming over, sitting on our bleachers, rooting against their own team, wanting these kids to get a win. It was just horrible. But we never give up. They kept coming in and huddling up there. I'd get them in a huddle. They'd come off the field. And I, we would do one, two, three, come back. And I'm thinking, geez, these kids ain't got a prayer coming back here. <laughs> but they did it, and they did it, and they did it. The fourth year, we won the city championship out of 15 teams. Wow. It, was, it was great. Yep. Boom. Uh, folks, anybody can coach a championship team. Anybody can coach one of them. Randy. Your coach, the reason why the church can't deliver with anything other than mercy ministry is because that's what they were taught. That's right. We have to reteach, coach. We have to begin teaching. I mean, I mean, look, I was I wasn't a great parent early on, and I got better. I got better, and I started teaching more and more things. And and you know, we can always overcome what we've been, but we have to 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 understand we failed. Okay, so coach. Dominion theology is superior to evangelism, evangelism and evangelistic theology. Okay. I, I'm all for getting people saved. But coach, you get them you saved out, to expand the kingdom. You get them saved to expand the kingdom. Exactly, coach. Advancing the kingdom is huge. It's bigger than that, than evangelism. You you go out and you give them everything they need. If it's water, give them water. If they need delivered from evil, deliver them from evil. If they, if you need to push back darkness, do that. But coach, you can't just go out with, oh, I want to get people saved. We need to bring them to Jesus. That That is just a little bitty portion. And it's inferior to dominion, coach. Dominion gives you everything. It brings, it brings the full gospel. It brings deliverance. It brings healing. It brings joy. It brings everything, coach. So we have to reteach the church that it's not just about having a breakfast and praying and, and handing out water. It's about going into darkness and fighting and Amen. standing and being strong and showing darkness. You don't have a place here anymore in our community. Locally, Coach, we got to get the church in the game locally. Got to get the church in the game. Listen, yes, amen, 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 amen. Yeah. Clint, Pastor Clint. Sorry, I'm talking so much this morning but listen i i preached our church all churches want to do they want to focus on evangelism and that will bring more false converts because they don't fight back against the culture so they invite people to church and then they release them into a culture that loves perversion there's more people going to hell because the church did not fight against the culture more than evangelism. Amen. I, I believe that. Amen. Amen. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Clint. I mean, people yeah. are going, people are going to hell in America because the culture is so perverted and the church is not fighting back against that. You're oh, well, say, say a prayer and you can go to heaven. Yep. Amen. Amen. They don't understand what their job is. It's like my, our good friend, George. George has, George has had an awakening over the last, I don't know, year, year and a half, however long it's been. I don't know. And George is always sending me stuff, new stuff he's discovered. And I say, George, you're four years behind. And he'll giggle, say, yeah, yeah. I, I said, that's all right. You're four years behind. Hang on. I'm going somewhere with this. This is so critical. So critical. So you walk into your church. 
Roger Weaver, you walk into that great big church that you go to sometimes up there, and the pastor gets up on top and up front, and he's got a beautiful sermon. Who's that sermon directed to? Because you better realize this, folks. Not everybody's in the same place spiritually. And you don't take a bunch of kids and uh, high whatever. You don't go out and gather up a bunch of kids and take them all and put them in one great big classroom and teach all of them. Whether they're 18 years old or six years old, you don't teach them the same thing because they're not, they're not at the same level. Each one of those students is not the same level. But we take Sunday morning service and we teach it at the same level when most people aren't even close to even understanding the basic of what's going on. You, are you guys, you tracking with me? Are you tracking with me? So the pastor stands up in the pulpit and he gives a sermon that maybe, maybe 5% of the people understand the depth of what it is he's teaching. Because there's, there's, no, there's no deep understanding of the scriptures anymore. None. It's all feel good, life enhancement, help me get through never Ever, ever, sermon calling you to sacrifice, to lay it down, to stand up and be counted. I mean, some maybe. But see, if you do that, friends, you ain't going to have a church. They ain't going to come. If you're demanding them to go stand up and do something, they will go find some church where they don't have to do anything. Right. And they'll say how much they love that church. Oh, I love that church. I feel so good when I go there. Oh, the spirit is so sweet. And the music is so good. And then everybody goes home and watches football. And nobody does anything about what's going on with the children who Jesus said, have the children come unto me, come unto me. And our public schools are training the children to follow the devil. And the pastors don't want to get involved. Boom. I, see, that's the way I see it. I don't know if you guys see it that way. I don't know if you see it. That's the way I see it. That's the way I see it. I come in here every day. I don't know how many people are listening. Thousands of people are listening. So I thought, well, today I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a teaching on dispensationalism. Because I can tell you right now, I'm looking at how many people are in here. So list is real. Most of you don't have any idea what it is, nor preterism, nor Armenianism. You you couldn't explain it to anybody if you were on Price is Right. And we come into church, we don't even teach guys the fundamentals. I'm watching the Buckeyes the other day, and Brett, you know what I'm yelling? Run up field! Run up field! Boom. (laughs) Right. The fundamentals, block him, double down, kick out, run up field. When's the last time you've seen the Ohio State Buckeyes with a quarterback and a blocking back and a running back? You ever seen that? They they can't even do it anymore, see? They don't want their old-time religion. They don't want Woody Hayes and three three yards in a cloud of dust. That's old religion. We're going to spread it out, baby. We're going to play, oh, beautiful football. We're going to play trick-em football. And at the end, it's blocking and tackling, baby. Blocking and tackling. And Christianity ain't blocking and tackling. Christianity is an ambulance. Huh? Ambulance and, and free donuts. That's Christianity. Oh, yeah, that's that's what it is. And then try to get some other people out of the stands to come down and be on the team so they can be part of an ambulance and free donuts. They can hand out free donuts as well. Meanwhile, 
The kids eat the donuts and they go to school and they're taught to the little boys or little girls. Boy, this is, I want to make you pay for this. This is just, it's just, it's just the truth. It's just the truth. I'm going to be on Brighton on today in, a, in what time am I going at 11 o'clock? I'm going to try to dive into some more of this stuff. This is all consuming to me. It's all consuming to me. All consuming. And I don't know why others can't see it. Do we love our brother? Do we love our neighbor? If we loved our neighbor, why would we let this go on? Why would... Do you have any idea the financial condition America's in? Do you have any idea? Why do we let this go on? Why do we let them lie to us? Why do they? Okay, I, I never do this. I never, I'm going to do it real quick. Johnny, real quick. Global warming. I'm sorry, Brideon, folks. I'm sorry, uh, Patriot Party News. You're going to miss it. I'm sorry. Come to Coach Dave Live and you'll be able to see it. John, play Global Warming real quickly. Real quickly. I, I sent it. No, no, I sent you the link, Johnny. Sent you the link. Percentage of carbon dioxide in the, uh, in the atmosphere. Anybody want to answer that? Nobody wants to answer that. Scientifically, we, it's an easy question. Five minutes on Google. 78% nitrogen, 21% oxygen. Carbon dioxide is 0.04%. Of that, what percentage comes from man-made? Oh, that 0.04? Anybody want to answer that? Google will tell you. It's around 11%. So 11% of 0.04% is produced by man-made, but that's what we're focused all of our attention on. That's what's caused global warming. That, that retention by that 0.04% of the carbon emissions that we are 11% of is what we're debating here. The hundreds of billions of dollars we want to put in to prevent that, and that's going to prevent global warming and cooling? Because we're talking about environmental change, which could be either. And over the millennium, I just recently watched uh, uh, say that it's the hottest month in 100,000 years. Based on one scientific evidence, what, what reporting did we have around the world 100,000 years ago? I didn't see that Egyptian hieroglyphic. Did you? No answers. When I ask scientists all the time, no answers on how we are producing this climate change. Kellogg, run, huh? Lie, 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 lie. It's all they do to us. And we swallow them. See you at 11 or tomorrow. God bless you.